Welcome to another edition of Conversations with Creative Women. I'm Sandy Klein. Blake Buckley is yet another creative woman with a resume a mile long. A West Coast director, creative director, illustrator, teacher, guest speaker, member of the First Avenue Machine, a mixed-media production company, and storytelling outfit. Blake's clients include Google, WhatsApp, Patagonia, YouTube, TEDx, MTV. She's been featured at Sundance, Walker Art Center, and is in the permanent collection of the National Museum of Norway. Blake has taught at RISD, lectured at Princeton's annual design conference, and is a two-time Young Guns finalist. Her award-winning work has been described as highly composed, conceptually sound, and delightfully strange. Her goal is to find clients and collaborators who share similar creative synergies in order to make authentic and differentiated work. Needless to say, there's plenty to talk about with this mover and shaker. So, Lake Buckley, welcome, and thanks so much for joining me remotely from Brooklyn today. Thank you, Sandy. I really appreciate being here. So I don't quite understand what exactly you do. A creative director, an illustrator, a teacher, a guest speaker. But what's the First Avenue Machine? And did you give birth to that? First Avenue Machine is a production company. So production companies, they work with a roster of directors, similarly to like how a music label will sign an artist. And um, I am one of the signed directors that they work with to bring work to life. So explain that even in more detail, because I don't, I still don't quite understand. Because it says here, as I read, that you're a director, a creative director. What's the difference? It's a great question. Um, so a creative director will typically be on the agency side of things. Um, a creative director might be more involved in working on developing the concept of um, an advertisement or a campaign. And then once that concept is formed, the director is typically someone who takes that as their own perspective to it and then brings it through the production of like actually making the thing. So Right now I'm working on a project. This is a good example of how those things are differentiated. Um, I was hired to work on the concept. So I spent two weeks concepting what the story would be, how that relates to the brand strategy, all of those high-level types of questions. And then once that concept was bought in and agreed upon, now I'm working on the production of that idea and how it's actually going to come to life through film. is that So is that through the First Avenue machine? Right. So for the first part of the, for those two weeks, I worked with their sister agency, Special Guest, to do the concepting. And that's more agency developing the idea. And then the production of it is happening with First Ave Machine. Um, and they will kind of offer support in, in producing so why don't you bring us along on your history? Where did all this come from? How did this all get started? Mm -hmm. The genesis for me, I've always loved making, always uh, felt most at home having a creative outlet and expressing myself through visual media. Even way back in the day when you were younger? Yeah, since the very beginning, like 
always a hundred projects, always like sewing something, knitting something, painting something, like making a treehouse, you know, whatever it is, like always creating messes and making things. So that's just where I find personal joy. And I've had different iterations of, of creative expression. That's why I have background in illustrating and design. But initially, I guess now through a uh, weaving path of trying different things, landed with film because it's a very collaborative medium and it feels like it's a social medium. It's collaborative, feels like there's so much to learn. And it, for the meantime, just has my curiosity peaked all the time. So talk about what you are doing vis-a-vis film. Right now, I work primarily as a commercial film director. Would love to eventually have other expressions. Like Make a movie? Narrative pieces. Um, I would love to do more web series. Would love to do series work or music videos. Maybe a short movie, but <laughs> I, a film would be amazing. It just feels far away right now. Well, is that a possibility through the First Avenue machine? They will definitely support if you have a personal project that you want to do. They're definitely supportive in providing resources and a network to directors who who want to do that. So when the time comes and when I have a project that I'm interested in creating, I know that there'll be a, a helpful resource with that. Well, talk about creating projects. This is a really kind of interesting one. The two-time Young Guns finalist. What the heck does that mean? (laughs) You apply to win this. It basically means I didn't win. (laughs) You you apply to win this like creative award. You're allowed to apply when you're still under 30. And being a finalist just means I didn't win two years. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. So what are you working on currently? Currently working on a s- stories about, a lot of stories recently about virtual reality uh, regarding like, especially the metaverse. And it's it's interesting being someone who doesn't personally have a lot of interest in virtual reality and in the metaverse to get an education vis-a-vis my clients about new tech or new uh, ways of interacting with one another virtually. That's been a lot of of my recent work. I read here a line that your award-winning work has been described as highly composed, conceptually sound, and delightfully strange. So that's an interesting trio, don't you think? I guess so, yeah. (laughs) Well, how, what kind of encouragement have you been getting? The fact that you that you were hired by the First Avenue Machine certainly means something, correct? Yeah, I'm very grateful to be on their roster. And in terms of encouragement, that's an interesting question. I feel like I have several mentors in the industry who I feel like I have their encouragement and support, which always feels good. Frankly, a lot of encouragement comes from my motivation to make better work. And um, you almost seem embarrassed to say that. That's that's a great thing to strive for. Yeah, so. that there's always room for improvement, 
and there are always challenges, you know, yeah. to sit back and think, uh, I don't have to make any adjustments is, I think, on the naive side, you know? Yeah, completely. I mentioned RISD. I mean, I also have a very personal connection to that. One of my dearest friends is a RISD graduate, and she's married to a painter um, who oh, teaches at, um, at RISD. Did you just teach there, or did you go to school there? Yeah, so I went to school there. I I did undergrad at Oberlin, which is a liberal arts school, um, but I never had a kind of technical or really directed design training. Mm-hmm. And when I was working in the creative space after college, I felt an insecurity of what I didn't know. And I also felt like I didn't have design community. I didn't have like people I could talk to about things. Um, rely on. Rely on, ask for advice, ask to review things. So I, I just couldn't tell I was kind of lost. I wanted more Where you fit in, really, in a sense, huh? Yeah, exactly. Uh And I also was in a position where I felt like I was making work for brands, but didn't have, wasn't at a level where I could insert personal expression into my work. So I went to RISD to get a proper design training and design community for grad school. And that's also when I ended up teaching there. So that's really interesting. You went to school at the Rhode Island School of Design, and you wound up at the same time going to school and teaching? During my second year, I taught freshmen at Brown and RISD while finishing my degree. Yeah. that's Oh, that's really interesting and highly unusual, I would think. You know, the grad students, actually, a lot of grad students were teaching while we were working on our degree. It was definitely challenging to manage both, but for anyone who was considering teaching after graduating, it was kind of a nice opportunity to put it into into practice. A transition. Exactly, exactly. So what are you doing now? What is it that you want to do that you haven't done? And, and at the same time, I'm kind of throwing a bunch of questions at you. Nothing kind of stands in your way. You're going to do what Lake wants to do and not be intimidated by the thought of, oh, gee, I don't know that I could pull this off or I don't know that I could uh, work for a storytelling organization, right? I mean, I will always have doubts, (laughs) but it doesn't... I I think we're born with that gene. Uh, Yeah, it's (laughs) really unfortunate. Yeah. (laughs) Although you're so much younger than I am that that's almost a surprise for me. You know, that that's something that I carry along and I'm surprised you do on some level. For me, there's something, there's a positive tension there, which is I like the feeling of being slightly scared by something. I think Mm. that that feeling and knowing that you're doing something that is genuinely growing you because it's a little bit scary feels really good to me. And that is a feeling that I find myself chasing in my life. So there's an intimidation that turns you on. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is part of, I don't like being too comfortable. It just doesn't feel, mm-hmm. it, it strangely doesn't feel that good to me. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think, again, another overriding theme among these gazillion women that I've interviewed is, I, I, it, and it strikes me 
And I think the difference is age, because I maybe was not necessarily that much encouraged when I was your age. I hate when people say that, when I was your age. But I think that there's that very, <laughs> very strong sense of self that blows me away every time I say it. It almost sounds trite and cliched, but it's true. Hmm. How do you see that coming across with the various people that you interview? That nothing, in a sense, is going to stand in their way. And we're not talking about climbing Mount Everest. I want to make movies. I want to write a novel. That doesn't necessarily mean you're going to write the great American novel, number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, where do you get off thinking you could? It feels less like delusions of, of grandeur in that sense and more like, well, I might as well reach for that. Like that seems, that seems like a challenge. Like I want to try mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or like, why are all the directors I see dudes? Like, no, yeah. I want to yeah. be in, I want to be in that club. Like, okay, now I'm here. Like, I think it's just curiosity and like, okay, well you have to keep learning, stay curious. And what would it be like if I tried to one thing that that is would be a big challenge for me is finding my own voice in terms of narrative writing for film. So I have no hopes of that being good, but I know that that would be a, a true challenge for me. And another thing where it's like, okay, I should. Right, but you're not going to let that stop that. you. And it may be a bust, but you wouldn't know if you didn't try. And I have to also assume that that has to go back decades in terms of how you were raised. 100%, 100%. I think about this all the time because I had such encouraging parents, so supportive, and I don't have that type of baggage from a childhood where I was told that I couldn't do it or wasn't good enough, or I don't have that baggage, and I know so many other people in my position do. So certainly like huge leg up in that sense. And, and I think about parenting all the time uh, and how it seeps into basically everything we do and how we perceive ourselves. Well, I think that one can't knock the potency of, of generation and of age. Mm -hmm. I mean, I am considerably older than you are. And I think that not necessarily having somebody say, you go girl. Yeah. Whether that be very personal at home mm -hmm. or out on the street. And I knew what I could strive for, but then I stopped short, which is really unfortunate because I could have mm. done more. When I look back over my career, it's not like, oh man, all these missed opportunities. I might not have exactly wanted to do what I did. I mean, I never had thought growing up that I was going to be a newscaster for the largest radio station in the United States. Not that that mm -hmm. is, oh, wow, what a big deal. But my point is, that was not what I aspired to. You know, mm -hmm. what I wanted to be an actress, you know, well, mm -hmm. that's sort of a form of it, you know, in a way, but it's just not quite the same thing. And I remember that I did spend my freshman year at a mistake at, at Ohio University. What was I thinking? And then I transferred back to New York and I went to NYU because it was NYU, and the options were different. But I still, it still was just not the same thing, like, about getting tremendous support, regardless mm -hmm. from whom or where. Yeah, 
completely. Do you ever think about going to acting classes now or pursuing that? Actually, that's really funny. No, I think that what satisfies me now is what I'm doing now. And I think I've got a pretty rich full life and it's what these women bring that just still blows me away. And not everybody's your age and not everybody's my age, but it's just, I'm going to do this and I may not succeed, but there's a force, there's a drive. And somebody may, maybe you hand over power to somebody that you otherwise shouldn't have. I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe you're just fine doing what you're doing on your own and you don't need me and my encouragement. I don't know if this is a fair question because I know you're supposed to be interviewing me, but I'm so curious <laughs> with all the women that you've had. Uh-huh. What is the last moment where you felt most inspired or most connected to your own creative self? I'm not sure. That's interesting because people don't ask me the questions. I think, would I do certain things differently based on what I've garnered from the women I've met? For sure. But it also sounds to me that, yes, while you had a very strong sense of self through your parents, okay, you created for you, you. You are the mistress of your own fate. What you do is important more than important is sharing it. Do you mean sharing the work or sharing the process? That and the means to the end. There's nobody that I'm getting the impression during the course of our conversation that there was a lot of hand-holding here. You did what you needed to do for you, and you're doing it. I guess it's fair to say that you don't really have a mentor. You've self-created I found, I would say, some different mentors along the way. When I was in grad school, I had one teacher, several teachers who I adored, and one in particular who introduced me to film. It was like an experimental film course. And he was someone who gave very honest, direct feedback and would tell you, like, this is bad, which... I no loved. holds barred, was, right? It, it was, was not so going to hold back. Not going to yes. hold back. And, and I always feel if someone is invested in you enough to tell you the truth and to tell you something that is uncomfortable, like this is shit, then they're someone you want to keep around because that is a gift to have that type of investment and honesty. So certainly, those relationships, those teacher relationships, those examples of people who have creative careers and being like, oh, okay, I can make a living and do something that is creatively fulfilling. And then he introduced me to my mentor in New York who helped me. I, after working independently, worked for him and at his agency, and he helped me kind of enter the the film directing world. So certainly have mentors that I've met along the way. And I I think so much is about relationships. And I owe inspiration and encouragement in big and small ways to people I've met along the way. Um, so and no one's going to waste their time with you. Totally. Yeah, I think it has to be a two-way street of some mutually beneficial relationship, whether that be just a spirit soul connection or whether that be seeing value in your work or whether, you know, I think it, it, 
any relationship has to be that a two-way street in some way. So are you happy with where you are in your life professionally? Great question. Recently, I, I happy in some ways, but I feel like I'm trying to punch through to the next level of my career where I, I feel that I could hopefully be more sought after as a director for my brand of work. And sometimes I still do work that I think I don't see myself coming across in this. This isn't a full expression of, of my creative tendencies. Um, so you've got so self-doubt. I would, so that never leaves the self-doubt. Yeah, I don't think so. I would say I'm happy, but I'm not satisfied. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I would like a lot more from from my work. Mm-hmm. How does it feel to be working solo? It's interesting because there's a nice balance of social uh, collaboration and independence in the job that I have. I have to present my work constantly to clients. I have to orchestrate a team for like post or working on the score and the composition of a, of a piece. There's, there's a lot of collaboration and that works really well for me. It's the perfect amount of working together and then thinking alone. Pulling back. Um, mm-hmm. There's a nice, it's a nice balance. And this is all through First Avenue Machine. What's interesting is when I illustrated this book, I was dying. Like I felt so alone. It's this process that is truly like, truly an isolated experience where you are sitting down for chunks of five to 13 hours to illustrate, which is extremely hard for me to do. Uh, When I started that process last year, I was shocked by how isolating it was and what my brain did with all that space. So that was illuminating. I I definitely am not cut out for the isolated artists in their studio. Solitary. Mm -hmm. I don't function well if I'm overly isolated, but I do appreciate having blocks of time of uninterrupted time for creative thought and for working on an idea. I don't love an office environment Mm -hmm. personally. Mm -hmm. So is this this through First Avenue Machine or is this through your own company, so to speak? The book was through my own relationship with Patagonia over the years. So that was a personal client relationship. What are you setting your sights on? Mm. Any irons in the fire? Currently, aside from the work that I'm doing with First Ave Machine, would love to find a artist that I like to do music videos for. I would love to have that freedom of expression. Oh, that's interesting. And would love to collaborate with a musician. So mm-hmm. that is something that I'm actively working on in the mm-hmm. side right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And aside from that, just continuing to try to elevate my work as much as possible with whatever projects I get. So Lake Bluckley is at a good place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's okay. <laughs> that, I, I, I see you as being very self-effacing. Ain't nothing wrong with saying, yeah, I'm, I like where I am and it's working out for me, you know? And I see that yeah. you're turning a little red. 
Um, (laughs) (laughs) You got to own that stuff, Lake. You really do. And speaking of owning, Lake, you have an interesting name, don't you? And that and that yes. wor- and that works to your advantage too, doesn't it? I hope so. I like my name. I I, I appreciate um, and rightly so. Absolutely. <laughs> well, it was my pleasure to meet and get to know you. You had a lot of irons in your fire, and that's a good thing. I mean, not that you're overloaded, but that you've got. You know, if this if this doesn't work going down this road, you can try going down that road. Yeah, I, I think. There might be different evolutions of my career over time, but it'll always have some creative expression, which I think I'll always, always find a way to be satisfied through work. Well, that's important because that's what you do and that's what you're comfortable with. And I'm really glad you were able to share all that with us. And maybe that gives inspiration to other people. Yes. Yeah, totally. One step at a time. Keep following one's curiosity and asking that something isn't fun? Maybe think of something Time to go. To do. Time to go. Time to go. <laughs> well, Lake, it was really great to meet you and get to know you and much more continued success and joy in your life. Thank you so much, Sandy. I really appreciate your time, all of your thoughtful questions and, and just getting to know you a bit more. It's been a pleasure. I'll take that. Join us for another edition of Conversations with Creative Women. I'm Sandy Klein. 